from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Jeremy Harrell. Everybody, welcome to Live from America. Today is February 18th, year of our Lord. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, but extremely God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. And for those that are new viewers that don't know why they call me the hip-hop patriot, then all you got to do is just Google my name and uh, or DuckDuckGo or Bing or whatever, and, uh, and, and all of my music will pop up for you to hear. Build the Wall, Drain the Swamp, um, uh, Rebirth of America, Live Free or Die. They're all there, and uh, that was my career before doing this. But this is my new love, and I do want to shout out people who are just joining in, as we always do. So Armand Armenia, Armenia, good morning. Veronica Hickson from Cali, how you doing? And Terry says, shout out from PA, how you doing, Terry? Mandy Case from Eastern Oregon, how are you? Laura Ewing, how you doing? Good to see you, thank you for joining in today. Joanne Fisher. Billy Matthews from South Carolina, the wonderful state of South Carolina. Suzanne Ursel from a, a neighbor of mine up here in North, the uh, uh, the Northeast from Maine. We have Anne uh, Pargi- Par- uh, Pargiello, Pargiello from Nevada. She says, Nevada in the house. Thank you very much for joining in. I appreciate it. We have Dan Smith. How you doing? Good to see you. Terry Hill. I think I've already said that name, but but uh, might as well say it again. Can we get a copy of the boot picture in your uh, in your studio? Well, that was actually um, uh, made for me about two weeks ago, and it was uh, hand painted for me. Uh, so if the uh, if the uh, if the the painter of this uh, painting wants to reach out in here and let you know how you can get that, then definitely because it was a wonderful gift to receive. I'd like to say hello to uh, Ocean Breeze, says good morning. Kenneth Rushing uh, from Indiana, how are you? I appreciate you joining in today. And let's do a couple more here. James Bow from New Mexico and Brenda Reed says, hey, how about a shout out from Virginia? Well, Brenda, there goes your shout out right there. And I am so happy that you guys could all join in with me today. For, for those watching the video, for those who watch it uh, after the live, and for those who listen to the podcast, I want to say God bless you. Welcome to the show. Welcome to truth. Welcome to God's word. And welcome to this crazy, crazy thing that we've created here, which is probably the most interactive political show um, on TV or on the internet. And I just want to thank you guys all so very much. If you could do me a favor, though, just click like on the video. Subscribe to this channel, click the notification bell, and you can also click the share button. And that share button will give you a link. It will produce a link or it'll produce a bunch of icons for you to share over on Facebook or Twitter or Telegram or Parler, wherever you want to share this. Please do so now and thank you so very much. So, we're going to get right to the verse of the day. If you're new to the show, we always, ladies and gentlemen, we got to give our love. We got to give our love and our honor and our respect and our attention and everything that we can give from deep within our souls to God Almighty in heaven and to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to do that for you now. And if you um, are part of the newsletter, then you've already received this verse this morning. Um, But it's very important that the newsletter uh, that, that, that I send out, I carry over to the morning show as well, because it's a very important 
uh, verse every morning and it has something, every verse, every scripture, you can, you can compare it to what's going on in your life. And that's the great thing about the Living Bible. The B-I-B-L-E, the basic instructions before leaving earth, ladies and gentlemen, it's a wonderful thing about that best-selling book. The best-selling book of all time is it's, it's, it's eternal. It's never, it's not like a regular book that you read two or three times and you go, oh, I've already read it. Because every single time, ladies and gentlemen, that you read that book, you get a different explanation, uh, basically due to what's going on in your life at that time. Somebody said they're not getting it. It's probably in your spam. Check your spam. Make sure, ladies and gentlemen, that that's uh, that you're getting it. Because if you signed up for it, you're getting it. It's probably just in your spam if you're not seeing it in your regular inbox. Okay. Now this one this morning was was um was was interesting because as Christians we don't like to use the word religion. We like to use the word uh, relationship. So this was very interesting and I'd like to read it for you and, 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 and just hear me out. It's, um, the verse of the day comes from James one twenty seven, And the great thing about James was he's Jesus's brother. So ladies and gentlemen, if anybody's got the inside scoop, it's James. You know what I mean? And it says religion that God, our father accepts is pure and faultless. Um, and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. I'll read it again. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Now, as I said, we don't usually like to use that word religion. And it's the one and only time in the New Testament that you read that word. You can go through the New Testament 10,000 times and you're never going to see that word used again. That's the only time. And it's used by James. Okay? And the reason, ladies and gentlemen, that they're using, that he's using that word is because religion is basically a system that somebody follows, a system in which you, 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 you walk uh, uh, daily and, and, and how you conduct yourself and, 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 and a system of rules usually that you follow. But this says the only religion that God accepts, the only one, is one that is faultless and pure and one that looks after the less fortunate, looks after the people that can't look after themselves, look after the people that are weak, look after the orphans, the, the fatherless, the familyless. That is the religion that God accepts, ladies and gentlemen. And there's so many people out there that need that. There are so many people living in foster homes. There are so many uh, people who are just uh, given up for uh, adoption. And, and, and I haven't, we've not adopted because we have five kids, um, but we're thinking about it. Because everybody that we know and a lot of families that we go to church with have adopted. And everybody, ladies and gentlemen, that we know that have adopted tell you that it's one of the greatest experiences that they've ever, ever had in their entire life. Um, it's it's different than having your own kid, but it's it, it's different in a good way. It's different in a very good way. Um, I see somebody said that they were adopted. Kristen Lett said, amen, I was adopted. Exactly. There are fatherless people out there. There are motherless kids out there who need that. There are people who are less fortunate. There are widows in your church. I'm sure there are widows that you could take out for dinner. Have them come over to your house for dinner. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the kind of religion that God accepts. Okay, and if I have to say that I'm part of a religion, it's the religion of Jesus. It's kindness. It's compassion. 
Okay? There are so many people in need in this country, which is what Donald Trump means when he says America first. He's not coming at that, ladies and gentlemen, from a um, you know, from a conceited point of view. He's not coming at that from a from a selfish point of view. He's coming at that from a we need to make sure that those closest to us are okay first. And then we can help other people. That's how we're the light of the world. That's what God wants us to do. If we could help if I could help everybody every day in the world, I would. I would. But just know that my wife, me and my family, we do we pray morning, day and night. Every time we eat, every time we wake up, we pray for God to show us how we can help somebody that day. And I'm sure there's a lot of you who are watching right now who have received phone calls from me, who have received donations from me, who have received, you know, who can who can um validate what I'm saying. I I it's it's the only way that I know how to live now. It's the only thing that makes me feel good. The only thing that makes me feel good is helping others, and that is the kind of religion that God accepts. So, um, if you have not signed up for the morning newsletter, uh, please do so by going to jeremyherald.com. Scroll to the bottom, put in your email. Do not you do not click on a jeremyherald.com link from Facebook because their search engine will not allow you to go there correctly. Just type it in jeremyherald.com. Sign up for the newsletter. It's a great way to receive the word every morning, even if you're not a Christian. The message in there will help you, and I know this because there are many many non Christians. There are many Jews who also have signed up for the newsletter and who email me and tell me, uh, give me their um, their thank you and their appreciation, when really all glory goes to God, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm just so happy that he's used me in that way, okay? Uh, moving right to the news, because we got a lot of it, ladies and gentlemen. We finally heard from President Donald J. Trump yesterday. We finally heard from him twice in the same day. And I don't know about you, but it made me feel so happy to hear from him. It made me feel so happy to hear him in good spirits, even though we all know, and he knows, what happened to him. I was so, it felt like he never left, but at the same time, it felt like he's been gone for 10 years, didn't it? I mean, I don't know if you got to see the interview on Newsmax with Greg Kelly, or if you got to see with, uh, with Sean Hannity, but it was just like he never skipped a beat. It was like he never skipped a beat, ladies and gentlemen. And the way he was, um, I'll tell you one thing. If you have not watched it, I'll kind of give you a, a quick synopsis of it. Uh, yes, he was definitely talking about the steal. He was definitely talking about the, uh, the craziness that happened. He, he spoke about um, his team uh, when they were going into this election. They, they were expecting to get and, and trying to get about 3 million more views. Because, I mean, uh, votes. Because they knew if they got 3 million more votes than they did in 2016, then they would have definitely won no problem. Right? They ended up getting 12 million more votes but still not winning. And the guy who nobody wants to see, the guy who nobody shows up to see, the guy who had an inauguration that nobody showed up to, the guy that literally comes out of his basement to give you four or five, uh, uh, inter uh, not interviews, but statements and do some executive orders and then put a lid on it and go back to bed. He ended up getting the most votes in history. L ladies and gentlemen, there's no way that Corn Pop Resident Biden was more popular than his uh, president that he served under, which was Barack Obama. There is no way. It's impossible. So he spoke about that. Um, he spoke about um, the polls. Uh, 
He spoke about his poll numbers going up. He said he's the only president in the world who can get who can get two failed impeachments on him and his poll numbers go up. And that's that that's the that's the Trump effect, ladies and gentlemen. That's that MAGA uh, effect that he has. That's that aura that he has when he does it for the people and you do it for the right reasons. People are going to love you when they know you. When somebody knows you've been wronged, they're gonna love you more. All they've done is made him more popular. I mean, look at if somebody if, if if a town knows that he's gonna be rolling through with a motorcade, they line up by the thousands on the side of the road. There wouldn't be one person standing on the side of the road if they knew Biden was rolling through, which he never does roll through. He doesn't go anywhere. You, you might have one single sol- you know, solitary person standing out there with a flag uh, that, that, that says, uh, you know, uh, Biden-Harris on it. But that would be about it. That would be about it. So he talked about that. And then he talked about the possibility of, um, of running again. Now, this is where I, I, I want to kind of, I might make some people mad here, but I got I to gotta say it, man. I just got to say it. The people out there who stopped watching Live from America when we were still on Facebook, after January 6th and definitely up to January 20th because they didn't see that Q narrative take place uh, and that's what they desperately wanted so bad. They desperately wanted uh, that Q narrative to be real. Um, I did too. I wanted it to be real too. But I, I decided to, and, and God directed me, and believe me, I prayed about it. I prayed about it for a long time, day in and day out. How do I continue? What What is going to be the way that, that that I continue to bring the news and the truth to people. Am I going to go this way or am I going to go this way? And what I decided to do was lean more towards reality and what the 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 percentage, uh, the chance of that happening. Um, I knew that the, the percentage of uh, the chance that that was going to happen, that he was going to swoop in and save the day, was very little. But the chance of bringing you the truth and the real news is the way that it is is was the way to go. I mean, that choice, that option, that road that I took was the way to go. And ladies and gentlemen, he basically validated that on both of his, um, on both of his interviews last night. And all of, all that that's doing that Q narrative and everything, all that's doing, ladies and gentlemen, is driving a wedge between the Republican party. That's all that's doing. I've noticed that very heavily over the last couple weeks. It's driving a huge wedge. Now, are there some things about that narrative that are true? A hundred percent. Are there some things that they're, uh, that, you know, some things that they're uh, reporting that, that are definitely a, uh, a viable a conversation and a, and, a, and, a, and a, you know, truthful conversation? Yeah, of course there is. Of course there is. But, ladies and gentlemen, he validated it last night by saying, look, when we're talking about running in 2024, he said the possibility is definitely there. He said, I'll tell you what I do like. I do like the poll numbers. I do like the poll numbers. So as long as those poll numbers stay up, as long as there is a desire and a need for President Trump to come back in some way, shape or form, he's going to come back. And like I reported the other day, his whole family's getting involved. His entire family is getting involved. Don Jr. is getting involved. Ivanka is getting involved. Laura Trump is getting involved. Everybody's going to get involved. And like I said the other day, you're not just going to have one Trump to deal with. You're going to have three, four, maybe even five Trumps to deal with. And their focus right now is 2022. Their entire focus is rebuilding, rebranding, restructuring the Republican Party by removing the rhinos and removing the swamp donkey friends um, that, that are in the Republican Party. That is their goal. That's their goal. And he basically validated that last night on two separate interviews. 
ladies and gentlemen. So I just urge you to not fall victim to desires and wants so badly that you go down these these narratives and, and in some way, shape, or forms, conspiracy theories um, because it's just going to leave you very sad in the end. I very do. I want President Trump to come back in March uh, and be and be voted in the you know the nineteenth president of the United States. Like you said, of course I do. Of course I want that. But the reality, ladies and gentlemen, is that's probably not going to happen. So and 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 that's what he said last night. That's basically what he said without saying all the things that I just said. All right. Uh, somebody said what interviews? He had two interviews yesterday, Byron. He had interviews with uh, Greg Kelly and with Sean Hannity. So you might want to go check those out. Election integrity. Paper ballots, ballot counters, real human people counting. That is what we need to focus on. That is why we need to come together and focus on that. At the same time, is try to figure out who did the stealing, who did the cheating, and get them in, and, and put them in jail. We need to work in the future, and we wouldn't need to work in the past. It's kind of a weird situation that we're all in, ladies and gentlemen, but that's what we have to do. That is what we have to do. That's how we're going to make the most difference. Not sitting on our hands, hoping that Q is right, and hoping that Trump is going to swoop in and just save the day. If that happens, if I'm wrong, I'll be the first one to say, dang, I was wrong. But those interviews yesterday made me feel um, very good, very happy, and he was very upbeat, and he gave a lot of love and a lot of attention, uh, ladies and gentlemen, to to the passing of Rush Limbaugh, which is where, where I'd like to kind of go right now. Today... Ladies and gentlemen, the golden mic down in Florida is off. This is a, yesterday was a sad day because we lost, we lost such a great person for this, for the conservative uh, movement and the conservative part. He made it cool to be a patriot. You know what I mean? Rush Limbaugh did something amazing. He made it cool to be a patriot. Somebody said, why don't you involve pastors in your opening, your program up in prayer? I will be. I will be. I'm, I have not hired an engineer or a producer because I don't roll like that yet. Uh, so I'm forced to do everything on myself. It was, it, was, it was a chore just getting in the studio. And now it's a chore making sure that I have everything set up and the software working correctly. And of course, I'm behind. But as soon as it all works correctly, I will be bringing in pastors constantly. Um, so yes, we lost it. We, we, we lost a guy who made it cool to be a patriot. We lost a guy who made it cool to talk about family values and American traditions. And today, ladies and gentlemen, the golden mic is off. There's a big hole to fill. And there's not going to be one person who fills that, ladies and gentlemen. There's just not. It's going to take all of us to fill that hole. It's going to take all of us who do shows like this all of us who watch shows like this, because I watch shows too, and all of us who share shows like this. It's going to take all of us working together, ladies and gentlemen, in order to fill that hole that he left. There's not going to be one person. There's not going to be one person who fills that hole. It's going to take all of us. It's going to take a, a united front in order to fill that hole. And I think we can do it. Actually, no, I'm going to rephrase that. I know that we can do it. Somebody says, when do we get a panoramic view of the studio? As soon as it's not a complete mess in here and there's boxes everywhere with me trying to unbox everything. The hardest part about doing everything without hiring somebody is the fact that I have to research all day. I have to validate what I research all day. And when I do two shows a day and try to you know, answer emails and, and, and upload everything to different places, it's just, it takes, it's very time consuming. So we'll get there. We'll get there and I'll show it to you very soon. I promise. All right. All right. Moving on to more news, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Andrew Cuomo has now got not only a state 
criminal investigation. Um, he's also got a federal criminal investigation by the DOJ. Now, I know we don't have a lot of faith in the DOJ. You don't. I don't. None of us do. However, the fact that he's actually got two, two criminal investigations on him right now, even CNN, even the Communist News Network of CNN yesterday made a statement that Brother Fredo can no longer interview his older brother who used to give him Texas wedgies. That can't happen no more. Brother Fredo is so upset, he's so mad that he's down in his basement working out feverishly, taking steroids, fever, you know, uh, trying to trying to look his best because he's so upset and he's so mad that he can't interview his older brother anymore. Well, CNN, that was actually one of the only things that they ever did that was decent, <laughs> and ever, was the fact that they said, hey, you can't interview him anymore, he's got criminal investigations. I hope and I pray, not for the... Um, not for any harm to happen to either of these guys, but I hope and I pray that justice comes upon uh, Brother Fredo's older brother, Andrew Cuomo, for what he's done, for his role. And I'm not even going to call it a mishandling, ladies and gentlemen. A mishandling is an accident. A mishandling is something that happens when you did something by mistake. You did something on accident. We're not going to use that word. I can't stand seeing mainstream media use that word. Uh, Andrew Cuomo's mishandling. No, 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 no. He did it purposefully. He put these people, these vulnerable people, who were people's grandparents, who were people's parents, who were people's brothers and sisters, he were people's great-grandparents. He purposefully put these people in a vulnerable situation and put them at risk and then purposefully lied about it. That is not a mishandling, ladies and gentlemen. That is not a mistake. That's real. That is purpose. He did that on purpose and he needs to be prosecuted to the full extent of the law because those people would be alive today. And, and not only that, ladies and gentlemen, let's, let's break this down for a minute. Let's break down the fact that not only did they lose their lives, not only did they, did they pass away and, and, and leave this earth, but the way they lost their lives was horrendous. And what do I mean by that? What do I mean by that? Um, I mean that they didn't get to see their families. They didn't get to talk to their families. They didn't get to spend their last moments with their families. And likewise, their families did not get to spend their last moments or, uh, of, of, of their lives with them. They didn't get to have these conversations. They didn't get to say, I love you. They didn't get to hug. They didn't get to kiss. What a very, very, very terrible way to die alone not even being able to see your family. Not because your family doesn't want to, because they're not allowed to, because of what Governor Andrew Cuomo did and his administration did. And that's the truth of it, ladies and gentlemen. Cuomo lied, people died. And here we are having impeachment trials over somebody who, who made some statements and then, and then something happened after um, uh, the statements that were already pre-planned and premeditated anyway. But then you, 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 you take that and you compare it with somebody who actually did the crime and then lied about it. And we're not doing anything about that. Come on, man. I saw somebody in the comments say, uh, you sound like you're slamming Q and you're going after Q. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that at all. I told you there are aspects of Q that are true. I told you that if you hang your hat on everything Q is saying, you're going to be disappointed. And that's the truth. I'm not trying to slam the people who, who claim to be Q. I'm trying to say that you, you follow that and that only, you're going to be disappointed. 
you're better off to put your fight and your attention into helping your local and state politicians, school boards, and governments um, go back to a traditional American value. That's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to blast anybody in the Q movement. Don't get me wrong. Um, now, I want to I want kind of backtrack here a little bit, and I want to go back to the, uh, uh, the, the left, how they, how they want to you know, demonize people like President Trump, but they don't want to hold people like Andrew Cuomo accountable. Let's couple that with what, what happened with Rush yesterday. Remember yes, uh, last night on last night's show when I reported to you that the left is just absolutely crazy right now? The things that they're saying about Rush's passing were just so rude and so god-awful. They're saying, excuse my language, but they're saying rest in piss, not rest in peace. They're saying rot in hell when it comes to uh, Rush Limbaugh. It, it, it was the most disgusting things I've seen about... I would never do that if Nancy Pelosi passed away. I just wouldn't. It's, it's not good taste. You don't do stuff like that, especially when people lose their lives. But I want to read something to you that I posted on Telegram last night. And this is from the Huff, uh, Huffington Post. Um, and, and the header says, the media, when a conservative hero passes away. And from the Huffington Post politics, they posted, Rush Limbaugh, bigoted king of talk radio, dies at 70. But then it shows the same uh, newspaper um, when a terrorist who kills thousands of people dies. It says... Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, extremist leader of Islamic State, dies at 48. And it says, um, an austere religious scholar with wireframe glasses. I'm not even going to continue to read that part right there. An austere religious scholar. Not a terrorist. Not a, not a demon. Not a murderer. No, 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 no. A religious scholar. Meanwhile, the same people say Rush Limbaugh, a bigoted king of talk radio, dies. What happened to this country? What happened? What happened to decency? What happened to compassion? What happened to love? What happened to kindness? Now, I know we, we, we on, in politics and, and, and religion, it's a very touchy subject. Your parents always tell you, uh, don't, don't speak about politics and religion. Don't do that. And lo and behold, I do both on this channel because I think it was very wrong to say that. I think it's what got us here in the first place. I think it's very healthy to have debate. I think it's very healthy to have, healthy to have disagreements. I even think it's very healthy to make fun of each other once in a while. There's a line, though. There is a line of making fun of somebody like saying stretch, stretch face Armstrong and Chuckles Schumer and Mom Jeans Mitt Romney, okay? Because I'm sure that the left has their nicknames for me, too. You know what I mean? I'm actually, I know they do. But there's a line in which you don't cross. And the left crosses that line every single day. That's their MO. That's what they do. That's what they want to do. They're disgusting people. They're just disgusting people. And, I, and I, the only way that they can be saved, ladies and gentlemen, is through the power of Jesus. I can't save them. You can't save them. We can pray for them. We can plant that seed. But God has to water it. And if it's in his will to do so... Then, then, then it's in his will to do so. All right, moving on, ladies and gentlemen. One-third of the military, I posted this last night on Telegram as well, one-third of the military is refusing to take the CCP virus vaccine, and I do not blame them. What kind of shocks me about this, though, um, is that two-thirds of the military are willing to take it. And the Pentagon released this information yesterday. Uh, the Pentagon released the information that one-third of soldiers are refusing to take the, the, uh, the CCP virus vaccine. Thumbs up for them. I agree 100%. I'm not taking it. I'm not bashing anybody who does want to take it. I'm surprised at people who do want to take it. I can tell you that right now. 
I can tell you I'm very surprised at the people who do want to take it, considering how fast it was how fast it was developed, and, and also considering the fact that it's a flu shot. Because I, re- I reported last night something that Dr. Drew said. And he said there was only 165 cases of the flu since October when last year at this time, or a year ago, there was 400,000 cases of the flu. And it seems like COVID just came in and strapped on its Rambo bandana and wiped out <laughs> the regular flu. But I, I, I w- I'm not going to take it. And I applaud the uh, military men and women who don't want to take it. It surprises me that two-thirds of the military want to take it. But here's my question. How long before the U.S. government under resident corn pop how long before he releases releases the power of his hairy legs and the fact that he loves children sitting on his lap how long before he releases his order that the military being the commander-in-chief or the commander-in-thief i like to call him how long before he makes them take it or or court-martials them for for disobeying a direct order I see that coming. You want to know why I see that coming, ladies and gentlemen? Because last night it was reported that a waitress in New York, and I'm sure it's happening everywhere, but this was just where the media caught it. A waitress in New York lost her job last night, literally got fired, fired because she won't take the vaccine. Pretty soon, ladies and gentlemen, they're going to make you take the vaccine to get on an airplane. And then after that, they're going to make you take the vaccine to go to any concerts or any sporting events. And if you still refuse to take the vaccine, you know what they're going to do next? This is just my prediction. Your driver's license is a privilege. What do they do to people who don't pay their child support? They take their driver's license away from them. They don't even have to get the DMV involved. They can do it right at the child support uh, uh, office. They're going to take people's driver's license away. They're going to figure out one way or another to force you to take this vaccine. You watch it happen. You watch it happen. This is what they're moving towards. They're going to do every which way they can. They're going to make every which way possible to make to force you to take this vaccine. And I'm holding out, ladies and gentlemen, as long as I can until they literally kick down my door, hold me down and stick me with a needle. I am holding out as long as I can. Somebody says, "What can we do?" We can we can band together. That's what we can do. We can band together um, and we can figure out a way to fight this. I don't know. I don't know that answer. I don't know the answer how you fight this. Refuse for right now. Refuse until people with big money and big lawyers get involved and then join their fight. I don't know. Maybe maybe reach out to people with big money and big lawyers. I know that I'm doing my part right here with, with reaching out to the, as many thousands of people that I reach a day, 50,000 people a day or whatever, to, to bring the message. But I can tell you this, they are going to do whatever they can to force you to take that vaccine, which lets you know, ladies and gentlemen, what, it's all about control. It's the same thing with the masks. I, I just told you, I was in the story the other day, and I, I'm literally looking at the, the, the packages of all the masks, and it says, not a medical device, and it says, made in China. Not a medical device, made in China. So you're, you're, you're literally forcing us to wear something that says right on it, not a medical device, which clearly will state that it does not protect you from getting sick from the flu. Um, and then on the back of it, it says made in China directly where it came from. The whole thing, ladies and gentlemen, is out of control. And it's all about control. Why else would they be doing it the way they're doing it? Think about it. Common sense. You don't have to be a scientist. You don't got to be Dr. Fauci with six masks on your face common sense what happened to our freedoms i'm going to tell you what happened to our freedoms we 
the American people, not necessarily you, not necessarily me, but we, the American people, ladies and gentlemen, let this happen by giving the federal government control where the federal government does not really have power. The only power they give them is what we, the only power that they have is what we give them. That is why I'm so dedicated and so focused on trying to, 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 to get people in their state and in their local communities to take the power back to their state because the states have more power than the federal government. And we've seen that with President Trump's uh, first term and how they, how they disobeyed him any which way they could and locked everything down. All right. Um, moving on, I want to talk about a Christian pastor in Canada um, by the name of um, Reverend James Coates. In Edmonton, Canada, he was jailed on Tuesday, which was two days ago, for holding church services and worship services. Now, I want to kind of couple that together with the conversation I was just having. If you think about, because we're, we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of 15 days to slow the spread. Kind of weird, right? Anyway, think about all the stuff that's happened since last March. Okay, let's roll, let's, let's roll that beautiful bean footage. Shall we? Church services canceled everywhere, locked down, can't congregate, can't have fellowship, can't sing. Okay? Businesses shut down left and right. Not big businesses though. Nope, Walmart could stay open, but the local uh the, the local um uh, you know, secondhand store, uh, store, uh, small business couldn't stay open. Uh, the, the local clothing store couldn't stay open. You know, a small mom and pop business that sold clothes, um, or outdoor clothing, they couldn't stay open, but Walmart could, right? Um, um, small grocery stores, not grocery store chains, but small grocery stores were forced to lock down. Movie theaters, um, uh, any, any kind of entertainment locked down. Who thrived? Big businesses, big businesses, Okay. You had, they, you had the government tell you who was essential and who's not, even though everybody that has a job to them, their job is essential. That job puts food on their table. You were told where you could shop. You were told what you could buy. You were told where you could go. You were told when you could go. There was literal, um, literally there was uh, curfews in some cities and some states. You couldn't leave your house. You were told what you could wear, how you could wear it. You were made to strap something on your face to, pre to prevent breathing. And I don't care what anybody says. You can be a doctor, you can be a nurse and tell me it doesn't prevent breathing. You're putting something, you're putting an object in front of your airways. I don't care what it is. It can be a net. It's still preventing you from breathing everything, isn't it? They, they literally controlled you every way, shape, or fo and, and form that they possibly could. Okay, and then, ladies and gentlemen, they really wanted to destroy. The, they really wanted to destroy Christianity. They wanted to destroy Christianity any way they could. So they locked down your freedoms, your rights to fellowship, to congregate, and give your love to the Lord. And now, James Coates, uh, Reverend James Coates from Grace Life Church in Edmonton, Canada, was arrested for holding church services. And I know it happened all throughout the United States here last year too. It's a disgusting, despicable control. And it has nothing to do with anything else other than that, in my opinion. In my humble opinion. I hope I can still say it that way and not get in trouble, right? Sickening, really. Um, 
states, ladies and gentlemen, like West Virginia, uh, are now passing bills to limit the emergency powers of the people that they elect to be their governor. And this is wonderful. I love seeing this. Again, the power belongs to the people of the states, the, the population of the states and the, and the legislature of those states. That is where the power belongs, ladies and gentlemen. And the fact that West Virginia now is joining this fight on limiting the emergency powers, and not only the emergency powers, but the emergency spending that, the, that these governors get by, by, by claiming something is an emergency is awesome. I love this. I love this because no one man or no one woman should have all that power. It should not be possible, ladies and gentlemen. It should be the power of the people, for the people, and by the people. So a big shout out to West Virginia for passing that bill to limit their governor's emergency powers and the emergency spending that they give themselves by claiming something is a state of emergency. Moving on, the Federalist reports. And if you guys don't follow the Federalist, I would definitely go to the Federalist.com every day and follow their news because they're wonderful. They're like the Epic Times or Gateway Pundit. But the Federalist reports that these lockdowns are doing um, massive damage to children. Now, I know this because I have five children. But when I read this this morning, it really blew my mind. Um, they have um, uh, people that they've been interviewing, professionals in this, in this field, that said that suicide amongst children, amongst young kids, since this pandemic started, has gone up 145%. That is, I, when I read that, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, my heart broke and my stomach felt terrible. I felt like I literally, like my, my heart just dropped to my gut. Suicide, ladies and gentlemen. And it's not, it's not bad enough that we're putting these kids on drugs like Ritalin and, and, and for ADHD and all this other stuff. We're not just letting them be kids. We're stuffing them full of, uh, of, uh, uh, of prescription drugs, which gives them suicidal thoughts anyway. We're bringing them further and further away from God. We're not having dinner as a family um, together. We're not at the supper table having having food together. We're not, we're, I mean, we are in my family, but majority of people are not. They can let their kids just go in the living room with their plates. They eat, they watch TV. They're bringing in all of this garbage all day long. Remember yesterday we talked about Blue's Clues now being a woke puppy who's peddling gender dysphoria? Like what is going on, ladies and gentlemen? So these kids are taking in garbage and then they're coming out with garbage. If it, garbage goes in, garbage comes out, ladies and gentlemen. That's just the way it is. And if you don't believe me, if you don't believe me, I listen to mostly Christian music. I listen to Channel 63 on Sirius XM, which is the message. Mostly Christian music. Now, there are still, I still do, you know, my, my hip-hop and all that because I love old-school hip-hop. And I still do, I still do, do like secular bands. You know, I, I play drums. Um, I can play bass. I love, I just love music as a whole. But a majority of the music that I listen to is Christian music. And when I go without listening for a week or two, I'm different. I feel different. Why? Because I'm letting garbage come in so garbage comes out. And it's the same thing that happens to these kids. So not only are they pumped full of garbage and brainwashed daily, not only are they uh, losing their friends, um, losing their, the social aspect of their lives and destroying their spirit, but they're also, ladies and gentlemen, on massive amounts of prescription pills in most cases. It's causing suicide amongst youngsters. And that is one of the most heartbreaking things to ever read or to know about. And I can tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, we have somebody in our family who died two years ago. A very young girl from suicide. 
And it wasn't the first time that, that somebody in my family's done this. So I know it firsthand. I know about it firsthand. And it's terrible. And it, it, the worst part about it is, ladies and gentlemen, is they feel that they have no other way out. That they feel this is the only thing that they can do is just end it right then and there. They don't even know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know the severity. They don't know that it's permanent, that it's forever. They also don't know that they don't, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I can't be the one to say this, but I don't think they go to heaven. I don't think they go sit with Jesus, you know? Um, so what can we do? And, and I'll tell you what, amongst that 145% up, uptick in suicides, mostly it's amongst split homes. Now, the homes that continue, to, that still have mom and dad or a mom and a dad, they seem to be doing decent, but it's those homes that are split. Now, it may not be your home. You may live in a split home. You may be split up from your husband or your wife, and it may not be affecting you that much. But the statistics, they show that that's where it's affecting the most. It's devastating. How can we get involved? Well, ladies and gentlemen, it goes back to the adoption that I talked about. It goes back to getting involved in your youth groups. If you don't have a youth group in your church, start one. Start one. Get your youth together. Do whatever you can to bring these kids back together. Because the governors and the government has done everything they can to, to tear them apart. And if you break the spirit of our youth, then you break the spirit of America. And they knew it. And how do you break the spirit? You break it in the youth and you break it in the worship, uh, the worship centers. Pray, 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 pray. Prayer works. Prayer is powerful. Pray to God that he instructs you and guides you on how you can get involved. Okay? Very sad. Very, very sad. Ireland and the Netherlands, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move on. Ireland and the Netherlands have both ended electronic voting after finding that electronic voting machines um, are literally un. They've, they've, they've been deemed untrustworthy in every, from every uh, point of view. They've done studies, they've done audits, and they've decided that electronic voting is just too untrustworthy to continue. And that's what we need to do here too, ladies and gentlemen. Think about what that would do here. Think about if we got rid of Dominion and we got rid of all these voting machines that are not trustworthy. Think about the number of jobs it would create during election cycles. Think about the people that would get extra work, that more money could come into their homes. Maybe they're doing it as a side job. Maybe it's the only income they have because people like Corn Pop have destroyed jobs. A million jobs, ladies and gentlemen, we have lost since resident Biden has, has occupied the White House. One million jobs. The jobs reports came out just this week, 800,000 jobless claims. Way worse than we expected. When President Trump was in there, every time we seen those jobless claims, they were better than expected. Do you remember? Do you remember the record-setting um, uh, stock markets? Do you remember the record-setting jobs that were created? This is what happens, ladies and gentlemen, under Democrat rule every time. You can go back to Obama. You can go back to Clinton. You can go back to Carter. It doesn't matter. Every time that there is a Democrat in charge, this is what happens to the United States of America. And if you don't believe me, look up the stats. I did it myself. We're always struggling for jobs, wealth, um, and, and, and consistency and progress in this country when we are under the rule of a Democrat. Why? Because they only care about themselves. They only care about staying in power and they only care about their own pockets, period. And don't get me wrong. There's plenty of rhinos who feel the same way. There is. We need to rid this country of all of them and not their lives. I'm talking about their political careers. We need term limits. We need 
uh, paper ballots, and we need to hire people to count those paper ballots. We do those three things, this country is on the right track right away. It'll happen almost instantaneously. So shout out to Ireland and shout out to the Netherlands. And I'd like to say one more thing, ladies and gentlemen, before we end, okay? Trump said something that was really funny last night, and I want to I repeat it. He said, do you know who, and, and it, a lot of people have not seen the interview, so I'm going to tell you right now. President Trump said, do you know who the angriest person is right now in the United States of America? And Greg Kelly says, who? <laughs> and he said, crooked Hillary. <laughs> and you can see Greg Kelly, he laughs. He's like, the corner of his mouth goes up. He says, crooked Hillary. I love the fact that he's still got the nicknames. You know what I mean? He said, crooked Hillary is the most, is the angriest person in the United States right now. And Greg Kelly says, why? And he goes, well, think about it. She only lost Michigan by 10,000 votes back when I beat her pretty easily in 2016. He goes, she only lost by 10,000 votes. She's probably sitting at home right now, mad. Mad as hell, saying to herself, "Why didn't they create ten thousand votes for me? Why didn't they create it? <laughs> Why didn't they create the deficit? Uh, the amount of votes I was down. Why didn't they do that for me? They clearly did in twenty sixteen. Why didn't they do it for me?" He goes, "She's got to be the angriest person in the United States right now." I laughed so hard when he said that. <laughs> And you know, Greg Kelly wanted to laugh too, but he's very professional. He's got to stay, he's got to stay focused on doing his job. You know what I mean? But that was awesome. <laughs> Crooked Hillary, the angriest person in the country right now, he says. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, remember. Um, oh, by the way, I wanted, I want to tell you something really amazing. And I don't know if you, you probably, if you're not on, um, if you're not on telegram, you probably didn't see it, but I, this morning I got, I, I was reached out to by uh, CPAC and I got my first ever, my first ever press credentials, ladies and gentlemen. I, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot, was awarded press credentials from CPAC. So I will be able to do everything that I wanted to do there. I'll be able to represent you. It's all because of the will of God and you and your and, and your, your your support, uh, both um, just watching the show, sharing the show, and your support financially by be, be, being a, a one-time or a monthly donor. It's all possible because of you guys. So I can't wait to represent you. I can't wait to have interviews and ask questions that you want me to ask these politicians. And I just want to thank God and all of you for making it possible for me to get my first ever press pass. I know that's not a big deal for some people, but it's a big deal for me because I don't feel internally that I deserve anything that God gives me. I don't believe I've lived that kind of life to be able to have that kind of, um, you know, those, those gifts and those blessings from God. But I'm very grateful, and uh, it, it's super awesome. So make sure you go to JeremyHarrell.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Listen to past uh, podcasts, watch past videos, listen to some great music. Check out the store. I got Armor of God gear store up there. I've got uh, Yahweh shirts up there and mugs. Uh, the whole store is back, ladies and gentlemen. We're adding some new stuff this week as well. And uh, thank you so much. Thank you for everything you do. Make sure you share this video to get it far and wide in, in Facebook and everywhere else. And I'll see you tonight for more Live from America at 5 p.m. Uh, with your host, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot. This is me signing out. God bless you. Remember, there are right ways, there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back, your chest out, and your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. God bless you, and have a wonderful afternoon. We'll see you at 5 p.m. tonight for more Live from America. Bye-bye.